Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 17 through 30, called Joy and Honor in Serving. I want to talk to the men for a second. It is possible to have this balance in your life, brothers, where you can be soft when you need to be soft and strong when you need to be strong. And like a lot of things, I think, in life, I watch men kind of maybe go one way or the other. You know, it was said of Abraham Lincoln that he was a combination of velvet and steel. He knew when to be soft and he knew when he had to be strong. And he had to make some tough decisions, many of which he made from his knees because it was too much for him. And I, and I would just say to all of you who, uh, you know, all of you men and, and if, uh, speaking, you know, thinking of husbands too, we, we've got to be a good combination of this. You take the three names together. Paul means humble or little. Timothy means honoring God. And Epaphroditus means lovely or charming. And you have a great kind of coming together of aspects of what it means to serve God well. You walk in humility, you walk in honor, and you try to be a lovely and charming man or woman of God. Now this Epaphroditus, here's what we know about him. He was longing for y'all, for the Philippian church, and was distressed. He was full of heaviness because you, the church, had heard that he was sick. Now, here's what happened. Epaphroditus volunteered to take a long journey from Philippi to Rome to bring a financial gift to the Apostle Paul. Remember, the Philippian church was the only church that had helped Paul multiple times with a financial offering. So think about it this way. The church was gathered like we are right now, and someone said something like this. Paul's in prison. He has needs. Let's take an offering And we're going to get it to Paul to make sure he's taken care of. After all, he's responsible for planning the church. We love him, etc. They took a financial offering and they said, do we have a volunteer to bring it to Rome to Paul? And I would imagine that not a lot of hands shot up because before there were planes, trains, and automobiles, it was an 800-mile trip from Philippi to Rome and it would take you probably six weeks. You were either going to walk it or you're going to have some sort of beast to carry you. And the travel in those days was arduous. It included rivers, robbers, uh, the threat of disease. All of the above occurred. And Epaphroditus said, here I am, send me. Now, we, we have a hard time getting consistency in a church attendance in the modern church. You know, sometimes we try to rally people. Hey, let's go up, you know, and and do this or that evangelism, go up to Sacramento. And sometimes you hear, you know, uh, birds chirping and there's not a lot going on. But imagine Epaphroditus, 800 miles. It would take him six weeks in both directions. And he said, yes. And he began to travel and he traveled with a group of people. And this is why the Philippian church had heard that he was sick. Somewhere along the journey, let's just imagine for the sake of discussion, maybe at the halfway point, he succumbed to an illness. And one of the group went back to the Philippian church 
and told the church to pray for him. And they couldn't move him apparently because he was so ill. He couldn't get to Rome and he couldn't go back to the church. He was that sick. So part of the group probably stayed and took care of him, trying to nurse him back to health. And a, one of the group went back to the church and said, we need to pray for Epaphroditus. He is sick. And uh, Epaphroditus' focus is not on his sickness or what happened to him, but on the church. He was concerned about the church. Indeed, he was sick, 27, to the point of death. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Some of you are familiar with Kindred Community Church right down the 91 freeway. If you're ever traveling down the 91 and you see the cross lit up right near Gypsum Canyon off-ramp, that's Kindred Community Church. Their first pastor was Pastor Chuck Obremski. He was a uh, chaplain for the Angels baseball team and the Rams football team. Very beloved man, faithful uh, teacher, expositor of the Word of God. I became familiar with him. I went up to do a wedding uh, on that property. It's a, it's a beautiful property. And the sound guy gave me some of Chuck's teaching. And anyway, I became familiar with him. And as Chuck's story went, went on, um, one day he discovered that he had a lump in his thigh area and it turned out to be cancerous. And Chuck went through a, a battle with cancer. And you can imagine how many people were praying for him, uh, professional athletes, the church, which was hundreds of people were praying for him. And uh, he went through this battle and he got worse and worse. And, but he refused to be out of the pulpit. And he would schedule procedures on a Monday so he could preach on Sunday. So he had enough time to try to recover. And the cancer got worse and worse. And in his last messages, he had oxygen up at the pulpit. And from some of the accounts, he had a cup up with him. And he was spitting blood into a cup as he was preaching to his people. He was a fighter. He started preaching to them about heaven. The Lord took him home. And, and I bring this up to tell you. Two weeks ago, if you were here, I talked about miracles. And I read excerpts of miracle accounts from J.P. Moreland's book. Let me tell you something about J.P. Moreland. J.P. has a balanced view of miracles. Remember, miracles are miracles for a reason. They don't happen all the time. And when I had a chance to talk with J.P., my wife and I were in the office. Uh, J.P. had a bandage under his eye, and he's been going through a difficulty that's affected his eyesight. And doctors are trying to figure out what's going on, and, and it's, it's a pretty severe situation right now. So I said, can I pray for you? I laid hands on J.P. Borland. He put his hands up and we prayed. Nothing happened in that moment, but he just basically said, if anything happens, I'll let you know. Thank you for praying for me. Here's my point. Miracles do occur and God does heal. But God doesn't always heal. People die every day and Christians, when they die, get the ultimate healing. Amen? Now, it doesn't mean that we don't pray for miracles. Here's what I've seen in the church. I've seen people over here, we'll call them a group of people that sometimes are categorized as cessationists, but even cessationists don't deny that God can do miracles. But they, they would argue the gift of tongues and those prophetic gifts ceased at the closing of the first century of the apostolic age. And I understand why they take that position. And the, art, the scriptures that they use and some of the abuses that they've seen with the gift of tongues, etc. But I will tell you that the first about three, four centuries of 
church history, Irenaeus and others, used miracle accounts as an argument for the truth of Christianity. So miracles did not cease at the end of the first century. They continued on, and apologists in the early church used them as evidence for the veracity of the Christian faith. So we have a group of people over here that oftentimes are kind of, uh, you know, maybe thinking oh, that, that stuff is pretty much ended. Maybe there's an occasional miracle. And then you have people over here, and it seems like all they ever talk about is the gift of tongues, signs and wonders, and miracles. And I would say that in this case, we need a good biblical balance, brethren. We need to understand that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and miracles do occur, but he's sovereign over those. But sometimes people get sick, leaders, devoted servants, high accolades given to Epaphroditus, and he got sick, and apparently he was sick for a long time to the point where most people thought he was going to die. And here's part of what I want you to think about. If the Apostle Paul could just on demand pray for healing, once he heard about Epaphroditus' sickness, sickness, he could have just said, in Jesus' name, Epaphroditus is healed. But that's not how it works. Not even for the Apostle Paul. Remember, three times he prayed about a thorn in his own flesh. And he lifted it up to the Lord and the Lord's response was, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. And then Paul said, I'm going to rejoice in that then, if that's what God is doing in my life. When you pray, sometimes God says no. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says wait. And Charles Stanley added this fourth one. Sometimes he says, my grace is sufficient for you. Here's the confidence that we have in God. We know that he's working. Amen. We know he's working for his great plan and he's working for our good, we get from Romans 8, 28. But we've got to have a biblically balanced view. And if we don't, we're gonna get off course and we're gonna have someone tell us, oh, you're not healed of that because you don't have enough faith. And that is a lie. You can muster all the faith you want, but God is still going to be sovereign. Does God honor faith? Yes. Is God still doing supernatural things in the world? Yes. But let's have a biblical balance because not everybody who was sick in the Bible got healed, not even Epaphroditus. And of course, Paul dealt with his own problems, may have had an eye problem as well. I hope you can see the biblical balance. Let's pray that the Lord does miracles in our time, but for his glory, but let's not press it too far. Verse 28. Therefore, I have sent him all the more eagerly in order that when you see him again, you may rejoice and be less, he may be less concerned about you or I may be less concerned about you. Uh, Once again, the concern is not Paul or Epaphroditus. It is the burden of the heart of the church. How beautiful. Therefore, receive him in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in high regard The ESV has it this way, honor such men. Uh, Honor men like him. Now, Paul wouldn't say that if Epaphroditus lacked faith, right? He was a man who gave himself away for the cause of Christ. In fact, verse 30 sums it up. Because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. You couldn't do everything you wanted because I was in Roman imprisonment. So he came. He risked his life 
for the cause of Christ. That is a life poured out in service. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, producer of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We are over halfway through this year, and you have raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast equipping people with God's truth. Now, we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is still strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in a car or at home is still free for listeners. Most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We are looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we would like to become fully funded by listeners. This will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Honor men like him. Now, Paul wouldn't say that if Epaphroditus lacked faith, right? He was a man who gave himself away for the cause of Christ. In fact, verse 30 sums it up. Because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. You couldn't do everything you wanted because I was in Roman imprisonment. So he came. He risked his life for the cause of Christ. That is a life poured out in service. Now, we're going to pause for a moment. We have a, a, a group of individuals who are going to begin to pass the communion elements. Let me just explain for a moment. You know that since all the COVID stuff, we've had the plastic bags when you walk in. We got a lot of complaints about those. None of you were doing Philippians 2.14. You're grumbling and complaining. You said it should have been a Ziploc, all this kind of stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Well, maybe a little bit of complaining, but, but you know, they got noisy and et cetera, and, and maybe it, we're, we're missing a little bit of the communal aspect. We're going back to the way we used to do it. Amen? What does that mean? That means that these servants are about to hand the elements to you, and they're going to pass them down the aisle. And you can take the matzah and the juice and then hold them and we'll, I'll lead you together. So servants, if you'd begin to uh, hand those out, I, I just want to say that if you're a believer in Jesus, we invite you to partake of the Lord's Supper. If you're not a believer, 
Why don't you just become one right now and then take the Lord's Supper? Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Don. So as those go around, I'm going to conclude this message. I want to give you a little summary. And uh, we're going to end with a, the ultimate image of a drink offering. Here's a conclusion. I want you just to meditate on these words just for a moment. When you begin to merge these three lives together with their qualities, you have a portrait of working out one's salvation. Paul, pouring out his life as a drink offering for God in joyful service to others. Timothy, a kindred spirit, concerned for the welfare of others, putting Christ's interests first, demonstrating through time his proven worth, serving alongside Paul in humility as a son would serve his father in the cause of the gospel. And Epaphroditus, a brother, a fellow worker, though he was a Gentile, Paul calls him a brother, a fellow warrior or soldier, a messenger and a minister, a man who risked his life for the cause of Christ, a man of honor. All three men, I want you to imagine, all three men as drink offerings, working out their salvation, and as all three lives are poured out, if you will, a sweet-smelling aroma goes up to the Lord. These three lives, reflecting lives sold out to the gospel and the joy of serving and honoring the king. I also think of lives like Lydia and the servant girl and the Philippian jailer. And I think of all these lives touched because one man who was an enemy of the gospel preached in a little town called Philippi. You never know what the Lord's going to do with your life if you just decide to spend it on eternal things. Amen? Okay, so I'm going to end with Luke 22 and take you to the ultimate drink offering. You can turn there if you'd like. You don't have to. I know you're trying to manage the communion elements as well. So this metaphor does carry over to the life of Jesus and fits beautifully with communion. And this is Luke 22. I'm going to read the section. You don't have to partake of the elements yet, but here's what Luke records. When Jesus, Luke twenty two nineteen had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 20. In the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup, which is poured out, there's the idea of the drink offering, for you is the new covenant in my blood. The ultimate drink offering is our Lord, who poured out his blood that I might be forgiven. Amen? Now, when I pour out my life, I'm simply doing it in response to the great salvation that is a gift of God. Amen? So if you have not received the gift of salvation in Christ, that's what you and I need to understand, that Jesus Christ poured out his life on the altar, if you will, for the joy set before him to save you. He poured out his life unto death to secure my salvation. Now my response is to take that joy represented in the wine and pour it on top, if you will. I can't add one thing to my salvation. That's paid in full. I simply want my life to to be a reflection of that great salvation and go up 
as a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. That's the picture in Philippians chapter 2. Amen? On the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, as we drink the juice, we, we think about the great price you paid for our redemption. Thank you that you were willing to give yourself up for us. Would you help us to have this attitude in us, which was in you? And Lord, we, we're so grateful that you've done the work. It's paid in full. But now we want to work out what you're working in us. Thank you for Paul. Timothy and Epaphroditus. And Lord, I think of this wonderful congregation and the Lydia's and the Paul's and the Epaphroditus's and the faithful workers. I think of Andy and Nadine Spradley, 25 years in Macedonia from a little church in Corona, a normal everyday family, a quarter of a century to get the gospel to Macedonia. Lord, I pray that when they wrap up their time there, they would be treated with honor. You know, we'll, we'll line up at airports for teams that win championships, yet missionaries will come off the field and often there's no one there. Oh, Lord, forgive us. Let us, let us put value on the things that you value. Let us live our lives as drink offerings unto God. Help us this week to share joy, mutual joy with one another, the joy of our salvation. And may the joy of the Lord be our strength. Amen. You've been listening to Joy and Honor in Serving, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 2, 17 through 30. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to say thank you to all our Walk in Truth partners for your financial support. We're over halfway through the year and you've raised over $30,000 to support our mission of being on the radio and podcast, equipping people with God's truth. Now we have more opportunities to broadcast Walk in Truth on more radio stations. That means we can serve more communities with Pastor Michael's unique way of teaching through the Bible. Radio is strongly used by people all over the world. Not everyone gets to use podcast and stream on their phone, but radio in car or at home is still free for listeners. In fact, most listeners who reach out to Walk in Truth are listening on the radio. Now our audience is growing, and so are the opportunities. We would love to expand the program, and we need your help to do it. It costs thousands of dollars for airtime, and we could use more Walk in Truth partners. Are you blessed by Pastor Michael's teachings? Are you learning? Are you being challenged? We hope to reach more people like you. Would you please consider becoming a $20 monthly Walk in Truth partner? We're looking for at least 200 more listeners to help continue our mission to equip the body of Christ. Right now, our church and current Walk in Truth partners help pay the bills, but we'd love to become fully funded by listeners. And this will make it so what we have from the church can be used for expansion. Please sign up to become a Walk in Truth partner on walkintruth.com and then click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. 
Again, become a $20 monthly partner by visiting walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, brothers and sisters, I will just tell you this. The bottom line of Philippians 2, 17 through 30 is that joy and honor do come in serving the king. Who are you going to serve? An old rock and roller asked that question. You're going to serve somebody. Well, it's the best to serve him, to serve the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And here's the beauty. One day we're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Listen, enter into the joy of your master. That's what's coming. And so we're so excited that that's ahead of us. Speaking of what's ahead of us, we have a message coming in Philippians 3, another amazing section. We've entitled it, That I May Know Him, the famous words, that I may know Him, the power of His resurrection, and even the fellowship of His sufferings. We'll see the great testimony of the Apostle Paul going from uh, really a religious zealot to a convert to Christ, and we're going to Study that as we look at Philippians chapter 3. Hey, tell a friend about what you're hearing and uh, keep us in prayer. We appreciate your prayers and your partnership. And Lord willing, we'll see you right here tomorrow. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $20 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Philippians 3, 1 through 11, called That I May Know Him. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.